This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Your new baby is here. At first, she was sweet and slept well. Now she just cries and cries and cries. It feels like nothing helps her and you're having a hard time coping too. Could this be colic? What are the common symptoms and what causes it? You're listening to Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here. So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group getting new mothers through their babies first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton. I'm also a certified birth doula, postpartum doula, and owner of Indu Season Doula Services. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes, so you'll automatically get new episodes when they're released. Sunny's here to tell us about other ways you can participate in our new show. Okay, so we are recording our show a little bit differently. You guys may notice a little, I don't know, maybe difference in some of the audio and stuff. And so I wanted to kind of explain that a little bit and then tell you how that benefits you. So instead of recording in a studio type of environment, which was what we've done for the past few years, we are now all recording from our own home computer. So what does that mean for you guys? It means that it is now easier than ever to get involved with newbies. And we specifically made this format change because we wanted it to be as easy as possible for parents to participate in our shows. So now all you need is your computer and you need a good internet browser and a pretty good internet speed. And if you have those three things, then you're able to join our shows and to participate in these conversations. So the best way for you to get involved and let us know that you want to be involved with newbies is to first go on our website at newmommymedia.com. And there are some banners or some information up there that you should notice right away that talks about how parents can get involved. If you click on one of those banners, that'll take you to an online form that you fill out really quickly. And it also has some other links on the page. For example, we have a closed Facebook group that you can join. And that's where we post all of our topics and our recording times for all of our shows. And so since it's a group, an email goes out every time we create a new event, a new recording, and you'll see all of the different topics in the times and you can let us know if you want to participate. The reason we have you fill out an online form, though, is because sometimes we're looking for people with very specific experience. And in that forum, you'll have an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about your family and your experience. And so that's a great way for us, for our producers to get in contact with you when we're working on a show that we think you'd be a good fit for. So please, please head on over to our website. Let us know you want to participate. We would love to have you on the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So today on Newbies, we're going to be doing an app review. And today the app is called The Wonder Weeks. And it's a app that you can download on iTunes or Android in their marketplace. And it's basically for the first 20 months of your child's life. So you can look up when your baby's going to have some sort of what they call mental leap. So big developmental milestones in terms of uh, when they start noticing things more and they're, you know, they're just staring at the wall and you're like, what are they looking at? Or periods of fussiness where you're not quite sure, you know, maybe what is wrong with my baby? And in reality, it's because they're just developing. Their brain's doing a lot of work. You know, maybe they're overstimulated because they have all the stuff that they're noticing. When they start making all those cute little grunts and noises, um, it'll explain when that typically starts happening. So anyway, if you go ahead and download this, I have a couple clients that use it and it's really helpful to them because um, especially if you're breastfeeding, you're just wondering, okay, why is my baby constantly at the breast? I can't get a break. It's kind of sometimes reassuring to look at this app and go, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. This is a typical milestone around eight weeks. Okay. So I understand what my baby's doing. I understand why my baby wants to be with me at all times and just constantly nursing or why my baby's just staring at the walls for, you know, hours on end. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do you think about this, Sunny? So I had a chance to download this and just check it out initially. My kids are a little bit older than what this app, you know, is really helpful for. But I was thinking back to, so I've got four kids and my youngest two are twins and they're about two and a half years old. And I was thinking back to their birth and how they came out as 35 weekers. And so I always had a lot of questions about them developmentally, not only because they were 35 weekers, but because I had heard that twins develop a little bit differently and they may be a little bit behind because they're so concentrated on each other that they may, you know, not be developing at the same rates as the other kids. And so I had just had a lot of different questions about it. And I wish something like this was available to be able to kind of clarify some stuff for me. One of the things I noticed right away is when I downloaded the app, it asked you to enter your kids' information and it doesn't go with their age. It actually asks for their due date. So I after your babies, I mean, you know, you're talking about babies that have already been born. And I questioned that at first. I'm like, why are you asking for a due date? But then it kind of explained that, you know, that that's what they're really measuring everything by. So it's not just because I mean, what babies are born at 40 weeks? There's a lot of babies that are not born at 40 weeks, right? Including my 35 weekers. And, and so, weekers. <laughs> <you're 40, yeah. laughs> Your baby's made up for my babies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it could have been really helpful for me and for other parents that you, you just question that. And I like the fact that it has some reminders on here that it can remind you when a quote unquote leap period is coming up. So you can kind of prepare yourself for it. Of course, not all babies are created equal, right? They're not all going to follow what the app says. But I still think it's helpful to kind of have a heads up as to, you know, what to expect. And I really like push notifications because you're telling me something as opposed to me having to go out and find the information, which I would probably forget to do. <laughs> so it's nice. Exactly. I know. I wish I had this when, you know, even my youngest is almost three and this didn't exist then and I wish it had. So, and yeah. I agree with you, the push notifications, especially when you're, you know, a new mom, 
mom are really helpful because you're too tired to even remember that you have the app. Right. So, <laughs> right. It's so true. A, little, a little notification on your screen every morning is helpful. Absolutely. So this app is $1.99. And if you want more information about this app, you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and we'll post it up there so you can take a look. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Newbies, we're discussing colic. What is it and what does it mean? And how can you help your baby feel better? Our expert today is Dr. Tara Zanvliet, who is board certified in three separate specialties, pediatrics, internal medicine, and integrative holistic medicine. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Z, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Dr. Zanvliet, what is colic and what are the symptoms associated with it? So colic is basically crying more than normal. So what's normal, right? Normal is about an hour and a half of crying a day for a new baby under about four or five months old. And colic is diagnosed as just excess crying. So about three hours a day or more. It's usually episodic, so it tends to come and go. It's pretty intense. If anyone has ever had a baby with colic, it is quite the intense experience. And it is for more than three days a week for three weeks or more. And the kid has to be otherwise healthy. And it happens, it starts around two weeks old. So it seems early, but it, it starts around two, three weeks old. And it can go all the way up to about four months. So that's, it's basically just excess crying. What causes colic? So there's the $10 million question. So through the ages, colic has been thought to be many different causes. And I'll kind of go through them because as with almost everything in life, the answer is all of the above. <laughs> Pick D whenever possible. It is started, everyone thought it was gas. And that is still part of it is when the kids swallow too much air when they're nursing or on the bottle and it just doesn't get out. So they just can't burp well. They can't fart well, although most babies can do those beautifully. But uh, that was the first initial kind of thought. Then we moved into thinking it was allergies to what's in, not an allergy so much as a reaction to what mom was eating. So if anyone's ever had a large quantity of broccoli and then nursed, um, the baby definitely has some different gut uh, oh, yes. uh, moti yeah. motility, Absolutely. shall we say. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so what we eat as moms definitely affects the guts of our kids. And so again, in many cases, probably up to about 20% of colic at least, I think it possibly is more, we have a something mom is eating as the cause. We definitely know that smoking or nicotine patches or nicotine gum or vaping, any of that stuff with nicotine definitely causes colic. So that's one thing. Also caffeine. And then a big one is mom drinking any milk products or dairy. Occasionally it'll be a random thing like soy 
or it'll be something like all of the nightshades, like green peppers and things like that. Or, or the, the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> or the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I'm telling you that that dairy can really do you in. That's a big one. And that is actually still very worth looking into when your child has colic. Because if you can eliminate colic, you're going to just have a much happier gluten? experience. I've heard gluten too. What's your opinion on that one? So gluten can be one of those things that in an individual mom-baby pairing can definitely cause a problem. Not in everyone. It's not like the the gold star, woo, it's gluten. If it were, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, <laughs> we'd just say, well, don't eat gluten. So it is one of the ones. Yeah, the big five, there are more, I know, but the big five of allergies are usually soy, corn, dairy, nuts, and, oh, and wheat, gluten. Those are the big five things that generally cause this problem. And are there any things that can look like colic, but are really another issue? There are, but I'm going to get to them in a second. There are two other things recently that are really looking like a bigger cause of colic. One is neurologic. I mean, when we think about the brain, that's where all the nerves are, right? Well, the second place we have a huge number of nerves is in the intestines. So the stomach and the intestines when the peristalsis, so the nerves creating the contractions that move the food all the way through, when they're not timed right, and you know, these newborns, they're still getting everything right. They're still learning. The bodies are still learning and they're immature. They're technically still in their fourth trimester of pregnancy, right? They're still sort of shouldn't be born yet, but they got too big. So neurologically, they, they might be just overstimulated right? Especially that's maybe why it happens in late afternoons. So many people say that if we can calm them down, give them less stimulation, uh, it might work. I always think of it as if you go to the mall at Christmas time and the bells are ringing and all the kids are there screaming and there's lights everywhere. I mean, after a while you get a headache. It's just too much. I kind of think of it like that, that you've got this newborn and there's stuff to learn everywhere. Their eyes are wide open. They're just sucking it in like a sponge and pretty soon they go, okay, enough. But they're not quite sleepy enough to go to sleep. And then the last one is pretty recent stuff, the microbiome. So basically all those good bacteria in our gut. Babies aren't born with any. They suck it in from mom. And that's why we have a lot of lactobacillus in our vaginas, right? And if you don't give birth vaginally, then you can take care oh, of that. And we talked about that on another episode <laughs> on our, on our first bath. Episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it works. It works beautifully. And so they get lactobacillus from us so they can digest the milk. And if you don't have enough or it's a little slow in establishing a great population of that bacteria in your gut, they think it may actually cause some pain um, and problems so that the baby can't really digest the milk. And that would certainly explain why they would be crying. So that those are the big causes. And you were going to touch on some things that can look like colic, but really might be another cause. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So since colic is kind of the definition is just excess crying, <laughs> most things that are colic will have, you know, not most, a lot of things that are colic do actually have a cause, which is, for example, if the baby's reacting to something in the milk. You know, so if mom is eating something that's coming through in the milk and they have a sensitivity to it, you know, there's the cause and then you just eliminate and you basically cure it. In terms of things that anything that causes belly pain can look like colic. And the key, though, is usually those things don't last more than three weeks. 
Occasionally they do. So for example, reflux, gastroesophageal reflux. So when that stomach acid just comes back up into their esophagus, there are happy spitters who just puke all the time in large amounts and they're happy as a clam doing so. You don't have to worry about them. They are not so much anyway. They're not in pain. They're not causing damage. But the ones who really have the acid come up, it hurts, you know, so they cry. And it tends to be in the late afternoons as well. So gastroesophic reflux disease is important to rule out, definitely. Uh, Milk allergy, cow's milk allergy. This is a true allergy, not a sensitivity to the cow's milk mom is eating. This is true milk allergy where they're actually allergic to mom's milk too. And that can be very dangerous because they start bleeding. So if you ever get, I mean, I know we're going to touch on that later with, you know, when to go see the doctor. Well, if there's blood in your kid's stool, right, in their poopy diapers, yeah, you should be coming in. Because milk allergy, that's the number one cause of that. That can cause colic too. Other things like anal fissures, you know, things where they've got pain for some other reason. You know, they've got a little you know, diaper rash or they've got a, an anal fissure. One big one I saw once when I was in training was there was a kid who had on his uh, little toes a hair. Mom's hair was wrapped around his pinky toe and he was screaming, just screaming. Nothing would calm him down. Mom's like, oh, it must be colic. And it turned out he was, it was just really hurt. And so she, the kiddo was in his little footy sleepers. And no one ever noticed um, until finally she changed his diaper. And she's like, why is his toe really purple? And she just got the hair off and all of a sudden he stopped. So that's another reason why we define colic as three weeks generally. So we know hey, it's not those, something Those temporary. hair tourniquets are no joke. I have a brother. Yeah, I have they a brother no that is a nurse in the emergency room. And that actually is a really common thing for that people come in for. Is, yeah. And also moms oh, with yeah. boys, make sure you check their penises because, yeah, you gotta. Yes. You don't want a hair wrapped around that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. So I have three children, six, four, and two, uh, two and a half. All three had colic for some period of time. My first two, it wasn't terrible. Well, maybe in retrospect, I look back and it wasn't too terrible in comparison to colic with my third. But I think when with my daughter, it was probably about, you know, maybe four to six weeks um, that she, you know, did the crying, excess crying for hours on end and, you know, eventually outgrew it and was fine. And then my, my second child, my first son, he probably was colic for about two to four months. I, like I said, my, my mommy brain makes me forget things because that's how your body tries to get you pregnant again. It makes you forget. <laughs> it right. makes you forget how hard things were. <laughs> um, but very vividly in my mind was with my third and he actually was quote unquote colic. You know, I don't know where the overlap was, but he screamed for eight months. And I know that that's unusual. But when we went to the pediatrician, I said, you know, he's still crying like three to six hours a day, four to five days out of the week. You know, I did everything that Dr. Z talked about. I I did the elimination diet because we were breastfeeding. I got rid of dairy, although that was really sad. I loved my Ben and Jerry's. But I, I even started eliminating gluten because I didn't know what else to do. I, I do think there was a reduction after we got rid of citrus actually was a trigger for him. I was really trying to eat healthy and I was 
eating a lot of oranges and that was kind of a trigger. Dairy definitely was an issue. But even after doing that, he was still having a hard time. And then now in retrospect, he's almost three and he actually has um, sensory processing disorder. And I wonder, I'm like, hmm, now I wonder if that maybe was a contributing factor because I know eight months is really long to be colic. So I'm, I just think that that was kind of a unique experience on our part, but it definitely was trying. And we had a neighbor, we lived in a duplex because my husband's the Marine Corps, we were in military housing at the time. And so we shared a wall on either side. And I remember one of my neighbors texting me, you know, do you need help? Do you want me to come over? Because she could hear him screaming through the walls. So yeah, it was definitely one of our more challenging times as parents. When we come back, we will continue our discussion about possible remedies for colic, as well as information about developmental milestones and parenting styles, which may affect how our baby cries. We will be right back. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Dr. Tara Zanvliet about the mysterious colic and how to help our baby feel better. Dr. Z, what are some of the remedies for colic? So if you want actual remedies, there are quite a few on the market as well as in your cabinet. Many of you have heard of gripe water. It works beautifully. It usually has fennel in it. Fennel oil is beautiful as well, calms everything down. It's, again, working on the neurologic side of colic um, and calms all the, the spasming intestines. If they have a lot of gas, which after crying for three to six hours, they will definitely have a lot of gas because they're swallowing air like crazy. The semethicon drops, they're over-the-counter, um, anti-gas drops, those work pretty decently as well. There is chamomile tea, which is very popular in Mexico. The te de manzanilla, te de manzanilla, if you ever hear that, every grandma and great-grandma around will tell you to use that. <laughs> and it does work. It does, it does work. Every pediatrician will tell you don't use it. And here's the reason, if you use more than about an ounce or two, then all of a sudden your child is not getting milk. And so they don't get their sodium and their potassium and all these, and that can be very dangerous. So most of us have seen a case where the child was had such horrible colic that they were crying for 12 hours straight and grandma just shoved like eight ounces of chamomile at them and they don't do well with that. So if you use chamomile tea, it's very, very helpful, um, but only about an ounce at a time for sure. Maybe two ounces in 24 hours would be max. The other big thing that works is, I don't know if you've ever read the uh, the book or seen anything about Happiest Baby on the Block. It's, again, focusing on the neurologic side of things. And that one, you can look it up and stuff, but it's basically focusing on the five S's, basically shushing your baby every, can I say every, I don't know. But anyway, most societies have some sort of shushy sound for their babies. Hush, little baby, don't say a word, you know. So that's a hushy sound, some sort of a shushy sound. And you can get that with noisemakers. You can do it yourself. You can use it with ocean sounds. And if you're stuck somewhere, a vacuum cleaner just turned on in the corner works great. And you get a really clean section of carpet in the corner. The other thing is swaddling if they are young enough to swaddle. Some of them are a little bit older. Another one is putting some pressure on that stomach to kind of encourage the farts. So holding them in your arms face down, you know, kind of almost like a football 
thing or way up high on your on your shoulder where your shoulder is kind of on their belly a little bit. Make sure you hold onto their legs, obviously. Also, some sort of on their side, sleeping on their side. If you can get them on their side, that helps. And then swinging. Everyone knows with those swings and some sort of sucking. So this is when they're on your boob all the time. And sometimes they get so much milk, they puke it back out. But that's okay. It's an automatic reject factor. It's okay. And uh, sometimes pacifiers do work. I mean, they're not evil. They are sometimes very well used. So those are good ones. I'll give you a personal thing. My, both of my kids had some colic, my son worse. And he, he just wanted us to leave him the heck alone. And so he didn't want to be swaddled. He didn't want to be shushed. He didn't want to be swung or held. He got worse and worse and worse until one day I just kind of, I just said, I'm done. You know, and I put him down on a blanket on the floor and I walked away to just get a moment. And he shut up and he stayed shut up. And he just was staring at these shadows on the wall from the window. And he was just, it like zoned him out. And all of a sudden he was just chill for a good half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. And he cried a little and nursed. And then he was kind of a little back into his regular rhythm. So there are a lot of different things that you can use, but that does work a lot. Yeah. You uh, touched on a couple that we personally, I mean, we tried like everything, (laughs) (laughs) but um, what ended up bringing us some relief with our first two was a warm bath. Um, Oh yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving them, you know, I think just the, you know, soothing water. I would put a warm washcloth on their tummies so that they didn't get cold and just keep pouring a cup of warm water on that washcloth. Um, And that was helpful. Sometimes just going outside. I always tell people it's a change of scenery sometimes can just distract them enough where they just stop crying. And then it's also helpful for the parent's sanity. And it is intense. It's not just like a, you know, wimpy fussing cry. It is intense. Oh, it's not fussing. Yeah, no. it is intense, <laughs> intense, you know, lung bursting crying. And then with my third, I was not as crunchy um, <laughs> as I am now. <laughs> but what I had one of my friends who was a distributor for an essential oils company and one of their blends was to help with digestive issues. So I diluted that in some coconut oil and I rubbed that on his tummy and that actually helped. And this was like you know, between the seven and eight month mark where I was just like ready to commit myself to an institution because I just couldn't handle it anymore. No, essential oils are great. Yeah, no, I think I think that really helped him. Um, I noticed a huge difference. And now I'm a believer. (laughs) I'm convinced. Um, But I do want to also say because it is really intense. And it is hard to sometimes, uh, especially if you're the primary caretaker, and maybe you're partners at work, or um, you don't have a lot of family around. Like in our case, we didn't have a lot of family because we're military that was able to come, you know, over at a moment's notice. We didn't have that. So like Dr. Z was saying, you know, you reach your limit, you're like, oh, I'm done. You know, you don't want to get to that point where you snap. And so if you feel like you're on the edge, you really can just put your baby down in a safe place on the floor. It's great because, you know, they're not going to fall. They're probably not rolling yet. Um, Or if they are, they're not going to roll, you know, in a dangerous place. And then just walk away. Give yourself five minutes. Go in the bathroom. Count to 10. Go wash some dishes so that you know that they're nearby and safe. But just do something so you can just recollect yourself so that you don't get to the place where, you know, you're just going to lose it because it is very intense or call somebody and ask for help. I know that's hard for some of us to do, but we're not super mom. We don't have to be. And asking for help sometimes is the right thing to do. 
there are a lot of grandma type neighbors that love to hold babies even when they're crying. So yes, uh, take advantage of them. There are two other things I wanted to mention too. One is probiotics, lactobacillus. Um, this is where they they started noticing that probiotics helped with colic, and so then they started doing the investigations as to why. That's where that theory of the microbiome being part of this colic thing came from. So giving your child a little lactobacillus, they have, you know, baby probiotics you can use with powders, but quite frankly, you can just get the lactobacillus from one of the stores, crush it up, wet your fingers, stick it in the powder and let them suck on it. And just one finger full basically is about enough and it works beautifully. You know what? I also want to mention um, baby wearing. Baby wearing was the also a survival technique for us because I had two other children and I couldn't just, you know, sit and hold my screaming baby all day. So and doing I did skin to skin baby wearing. So I just basically had like my bra on. And, mm-hmm. and that yeah. was only just to hold the breast milk pads on because I was breastfeeding. Um, right. But skin to skin baby wearing. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't leak all over the place. But skin to skin baby wearing, which was which actually was helpful, soothing him. And I think also that pressure on his tummy was helpful. So and then I had hands free to take care of my other children. So I recommend earplugs when it gets desperate too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what? Awesome. My uh, my sister in law did that. They, um, they used earplugs, and you know what? Yep. You do what you got to do to get through yep. the day, right? That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, Doctor Z, for chatting with us today about ways to spot colic in your baby. And for our newbies club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show, as Doctor Z will talk about developmental milestones, which are associated with increased crying and how you can soothe your baby. For more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. All right, so it is time for Funny Baby Oops. And I love this because this is your opportunity, the listeners of the show, it's your opportunity to be heard and to share your funny stories of caring for your baby during this first year. So it could be funny things that you did as a parent or your spouse did, significant other, or it could be something funny your baby did. So this one comes from Jenny. And it's funny because, <laughs> Kristen, you were talking about leaking through your breast pads. And so this is this is a leaky <laughs> yes. breast pad story. Oh. Um, yes, exactly. So, so Jenny says, we forgot breast pads at home and Liam had not cried at all when I was in the room yet. So Liam is her son. We were getting him loaded into the car when he decided he did not like his car seat. By the time our 35 mile, which took almost two hours due to ice on the roads drive was completed. I had leaked so badly. Brad had to have the seat cleaned. <laughs> it was soaked through and through. My, my clothing, which was light colored, a light colored shirt, was permanently stained. And my jeans made crunching sounds when I climbed out of the car. That was by far the most embarrassing thing ever. As, of course, someone was waiting for us at home and saw me like that. <laughs> so there you go. Poor Jenny. Aww. Poor Jenny for getting her breast pads. We, I, I don't know. I, when I when I was that full, I mean, I'm still nursing my twins, but I never really get super full. I hardly ever leak, and so I know I know that stage that she's talking about. And you know, I kept a few extra ones in diaper bags and purses and any place that I could. Probably stuffed in my car console. You know, that middle console in your car. Anything I could because it was kind of crazy. I really like the cloth breast pads. 
those actually were really helpful for me because I did not have so much of a like explosive shower head coming out of my breast, but it was enough that, you know, I didn't want to be walking around with wet shirts all the time, which I also had done. <laughs> it's interesting when you go shopping somewhere and people keep staring at your breasts and you're like, why? why? And then you go to your car <laughs> and you see that you're just like completely soaked like a wet t-shirt contest. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you're like, ah, I get it. Um, so anyway, that, I like the, the reusables. Plus it was yeah. eco-friendly. So. Yes. <laughs> I had those too. I had those too. And I also felt that they conformed to my body a little bit better. Yeah. Sometimes the other ones are a little too stiff. Yeah. And they kind of and they're kind of itchy sometimes. Itchy and they yeah. make you have those like Madonna pointy boobs sometimes. <laughs> and I'm I'm not a real big fan. Who would want those? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh god. All right. So anyway, yeah. So Jenny, thanks so much for sending in this question. If you guys have a funny baby oops you want to share with us, we would love to hear it and we'd love to chat about it on the show and just have a good time. So you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and you can send us an email through the website or you can even send a voicemail through the website, which is kind of cool because you don't even have to pick up your phone. Just click that gray little button on the side of all the new mommy media pages. It says send voicemail and you can use your microphone and your computer and send it that way. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, the boob group for moms who provide breast milk for their babies and twin talks for parents of multiples. Thank you for listening to newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health, or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.